I, I looked back and I was like, wow, we've been doing this for a year and look how far we've come. I am so impressed by her restraint. That's the worst thing she did. She's a saint. For whatever reason, it mm. just hit me. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I stayed up late at night feeling <laughs> raged about it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I, I hate this. 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 I want to be the bless your heart laced with poison lady. Hello, and welcome to Shiny Objects. I'm Jamie King. And I'm Elise Mason. We're founders who also happen to be cousins and best friends. After over a decade of working together, we're pulling back the curtain and getting raw and real about the messy business of work and the reality and sometimes fantasy of what it's like to be your own boss. Hello, hello. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm feeling busy. How about you? (laughs) Did you say busy or dizzy? Busy. (laughs) And maybe dizzy. Dizzy from busy? I don't know. But busy. I feel busy. Oh, I was hoping you'd said dizzy just for some new feeling that I hadn't heard you say in a while. (laughs) Although when I feel dizzy, I have a track record of the fainting spell. (laughs) So I don't really like dizzy. (laughs) Okay, okay. I guess I don't really wish you were dizzy. (laughs) It's just the allure of something new or different feels so powerful right now. Yeah, I feel that. I don't really want you to faint, though. Yeah, I don't either. Low blood pressure problems, I guess. How are you doing? Let me think of something unique to tell you here. I feel clean right now. Oh, that is a new I washed my hair today. You must feel really shiny. I need to clean myself also. That sounds lovely. Yeah, busy. That is understatement of my life right now. There's so much going on. We are, as I've told you guys many times, getting ready to move. And it's coming. It's around the corner. We're moving at the beginning of April. And it is the middle of March as we are recording this moment. So I'm just getting ready for that. It's also my kids third birthday and he's starting preschool. It's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. Plus work and training for 100 miles. There's no shortage of stuff to do. (laughs) All sorts of big transitions. Which of those things is taking up most of your mental load right now? I think moving is taking the most time, but in terms of mental energy, I would say probably training. I'm in the middle of a lot, like a three weeks on. So it's my, I'm in the third week of three weeks on, which just means like high elevation, high mileage every week. And I think that just takes up my headspace. And I'm looking forward to next week, which is a bit of a recovery. I think it's just getting through this fi- this sort of finish line of a week. It's just, yeah, it's adding to the stuff. What kind of elevation are you doing this week? 10K. 10. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Yeah. I've got 10K to tackle this week and 50 miles for the week, which I have to do a double day at some point soon to make it work. So yeah, it's a lot, but Sunday is going to feel really good because then I have a whole lighter week and I think I'll be able to like shift my energy a little bit, which will feel nice. And I like running. It's just sometimes when you've got a lot of other stuff going on, a lot of hours, but maybe my unimportant, important news, really nobody cares about this, but it really was, it was fun for me and Casey, my partner this week. 
we have this pile of suitcases and bags just from the decade or so we've been together. And some of these bags have seen better days. And so we were sorting through trying to figure out what needs trash, what's donate, what's this, what's that. Anyway, and as he was going through some of the bags, he found this huge stack of napkins. And he was like, what is this? And they're all these Southwest napkins. So he brings them upstairs and he was like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what I just found. And he started reading them to me and they are notes from people on the plane when we were on our honeymoon. Everybody wrote notes for us and then the flight attendants picked them up and gave them to us. And we had them in this random bag that we must have taken on our honeymoon. And it was really fun to go and read some of them and get a laugh. Some were really serious and some were very light and funny. There were a few about morning sex and yeah, other random things. But yeah, that's my unimportant, important news. The perks of moving is you find things that you didn't even remember existed. What a nice thing to discover. I know. So random. It's so sweet. Fun to read notes from strangers. It's so fun to imagine too as a stranger who's written a note like that before to think that people actually keep them and read them again and imagine where your words might end up. Yes. My unimportant, important news for you is this new little ritual that's already settled into the rhythm of our days, which is in that hour after work, before dinner time, there's just regularly been a gaggle of kids out in the alley behind our house, riding bikes and playing together. And the parents all come outside too. And we all help manage announcing when cars are coming or keeping everyone safe and having some social time too. And it's been such a pleasant little break in the day. I love and it that. just feels so easy. And like the ideal childhood, just go outside and play with your friends. I love that. I relate. Those are the most magical afternoons when the neighborhood's out and everyone's entertained and you have other parents to talk to and your kid is entertained and everybody gets their wiggles out and comes home and is happier and better for it. <laughs> We're all nicer people. Speaking of being nicer people, speaking of movement time, we've got a lot going on. We, you just wrapped up your Hit and Flow certification. You are now a certified Hit and Flow instructor and you're going to teach your first class next week. How do you feel about that? I know. I still can't believe I'm actually certified, but I am and it feels good. And I am super excited to teach my first class. Everyone listening, please come. I would love to see your face in class. It's March 29th at 7.30 Pacific or 10.30 Eastern. That's in the morning. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be so fun. I think you're going to crush it. And I'm excited for you. Yeah, this is just an exciting time. We've got all this new crop of hit and flow grads. I'm excited to see it spread and get big and more people doing the workout, more people teaching the workout, more people getting stronger and you teaching, which just brings me lots of joy. And I'll be there getting my butt kicked with you. That'll be my goal. I'll be like, how do I kick the butt of someone who does 50 miles and 10K elevation in one week? <laughs> it will be easier than you think. <laughs> So speaking of teaching classes, and I should say we're still teaching totally virtually, we haven't opened our studio back up since we closed it down a year ago yesterday, which was March 16th. We closed down March 16th of 2020. And yeah, we celebrated one year. I don't know if celebrate's the right word, but we made it through one year of being a purely digital studio. And I think it's worthy of reflection. I definitely took some time to reflect on that and give myself some real, I don't know, kudos. God, that sounds weird. It sounds sorority-ish to say, but 
yeah, give myself a pat on the back and some kudos for really making it through this year and not just making it, but really challenging ourselves because it wasn't easy. Like none of this has been easy. The conversion to this fully digital space and the the newness of it all, it took a lot of time and thought and effort from our whole team. And I feel really proud. I, I looked back and I was like, wow, we've been doing this for a year and look how far we've come. And there was a point last year where we were like, are we even going to be here in a few months? And so that feels, it feels really good. And it makes me feel really strong, armed for whatever's next. <laughs> Zombies. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think it's definitely worth celebrating. And what really sticks out to me one year later is I remember that phone call that we had, it was late Sunday night. It was the day when the schools were closing and the whole world was shutting down. And we were like, what do we do? And we made the decision and it always felt like the right decision, not a fun decision to make, but the right one. There was just so much uncertainty around everything. And things are still uncertain, but it also feels like, God, I don't want to jinx us here, but it feels like we've come through the worst of it and we're still here. And it feels like there's a bright horizon that we can see where we might be not in the same place a year from now or even sooner than a year from now. I'm really glad that we made it to this anniversary. Same. I'm glad we did too. And honestly, I think this is the reflection I had yesterday too, is look how awesome it is and not to sound like a giant cliche or a, I don't know, a motivational message or whatever, but for a reminder to get a little bit outside of your comfort zone or don't be afraid to do something that is so different from what you've always done because this really pushed us. It pushed us to think differently and bigger. And even though it's not yet, I would not say we are nearing a perfect place and we've got a lot of stuff where we're still ironing out kinks and trying to figure out what this looks like for the foreseeable future but I do think that it has opened our eyes to possibilities and given us the firepower we needed to think bigger and to grow and so I'm really proud I'm proud of all of the work that we've all done to get there because it's hard to do things that you don't normally do every day and it's hard to convince yourself that through all of that growing pain that it's going to be great because the growing pains are hard to ignore and it's, it's hard to change. It's hard to get really used to something, doing it one way and then having to do it another way. And I can get really stuck on, I've been doing it this way, so I'm going to do it this way. And this year has really challenged me to go beyond that and to really trust others and to trust people on our team and their instincts and to let them like be like, no, actually this isn't really serving. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to step back. And that has been a big personal change for me that I've just noticed. I don't know if anyone else notices it, but man, I've noticed it. I'm like getting out of the way more and it feels really good. And I've just noticed like how much more progress we've made as a whole. Yeah, I think the growing pains are really hard. <laughs> and it's nice when you can see results. And it very much still feels like we're in that growth period. Oh, yes. But... It's not as scary feeling as it was a year ago. Yeah. Today. We've got a lot we've got a long way to still go, but I feel like at least we're going somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Speaking of things that have changed in this last year, this might be really snarky and I apologize. Or I don't. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. One thing that hasn't changed is I'm s i am feel so annoyed by this, but we had this recent thing where it put me back. It put me back in our San Francisco days. 
it was a company that is doing nothing that is revolutionary. They got a lump of money from a guy who gave another guy, two white guys, a bunch of money to do something, <laughs> nothing that was revolutionary. Hold on. I think I've heard this story a million times before. Exactly. <laughs> and the reason that I'm feeling all the feelings about it was because I got this introduction to it and it was this sort of assumption that I was going to help this person and the whole thing just like stunk. And I was like, been there, done that. We've seen this. It's tired. It's old. And it just brought me back to those days in San Francisco where, you know, you and I were out fundraising or trying to generate, you know, interest in our business. And it's watching other white men get funded by other white men for a business that we've been screaming from the rooftop. We're already doing this. (laughs) So annoying. Anyway. There's my dose of snark for the day. Snark. I like it. I don't even want your damn money. I'm just saying. It's a little irritating. It was just such a perfect example of someone totally outside the industry who's like, oh, I'm going to disrupt this and doesn't even bother to do a cursory Google search to see what already exists in the industry and think maybe I should learn from people who are already doing this thing that I think I'm disrupting. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And my, yeah, my brain was like, I just can't. And then after I processed it and I felt irritated by the whole thing, I realized, oh, wait, you've seen this before. It happens every day. This is not (laughs) new. This is just, this is one thing that stayed the same. One thing that we haven't learned from this past year, clearly. Mm -hmm. In some ways, America is business as usual. Yeah, I digress. Speaking of business as usual, did you watch the Britney Spears documentary? Not yet. I cannot wait. I'm still in slight bedtime struggles with Colby. So TV watching has been sadly less. Oh, I like TV watching. I know. This is pretty serious. Yeah. That you haven't had your time. I'm going to tell you something about it. It's not a spoiler alert. The main point in the whole documentary is how hounded she was by the paparazzi, just how relentless and ruthless they were going after her. And the worst thing that Brittany does after being hounded and harassed and just being followed and being photographed in the most vulnerable and awful positions The worst thing that she does as a result of all of this is that she beats one of the paparazzo's cars with an umbrella. She doesn't actually break anything, but she takes an umbrella and she just has a fit of rage and she beats his car. And it's sad, but it's also satisfying because it's like, these people deserve this and so much more for what they're doing to her. And they present it as, oh my God, Brittany's gone off the rails. Like she's nuts, et cetera. And I was thinking after, I don't know, a decade of just being so relentlessly pursued and harassed. I am so impressed by her restraint. That's the worst thing she did. She's a saint. Like Britney Spears is a fucking saint. And I just want to put that on the record. I have been saying that since I was about 15 or 16 years old. I have been Britney's total fangirl and um, I stand by that and I haven't even seen this yet and I I know I need to because I think it's going to really spark some things inside of me some rage that is slightly dormant for now (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to talk to you about it so you do need to watch it I don't 
don't know if any of my rage is actually dormant. Come on. <laughs> Have you seen this TikTok trend where it, oh my God, I'm going to sing. This is really bad. Everybody's doing this thing where it's like that song, talk to me, I talk back. I don't know what the rest is, but those are the lyrics. And it'll be like, when someone says something to my sensitive partner, and then they jump in front and they're like, talk to me, I talk back. And I was thinking about that a lot. And I was like, wow, there are so many instances where this would be applicable to me and my life, but I'm not sure that <laughs> I need to put that out on the internet. <laughs> I was like, how many situations should you talk to me where I will talk back? And I was like, oh God, so many. <laughs> Where would you start? What's the one that comes to mind first? Oh my God, there's so many. I don't even know where to start, but it's, that's sometimes the thing with me that I wish that some of that rage would stay more dormant, I guess, is where I was going with <laughs> Because I'm finding that sometimes I have to sit there and be like, don't, just don't, like you don't need to say anything at this moment. But it's even in that instance I was just talking about with the two bros, yeah, in the investment thing and the asking me for help without any research whatsoever. Anyway, there's just these moments where I find myself like I'm feeling super bottled up with it. And I'm like, I'm gonna say something. And then I'm like, no, I have to talk myself off the ledge and be like, it's not worth it. But yeah, I don't oh, know. No, she's gonna blow. There's so many instances where I feel like that, that <laughs> TikTok trend could apply. And I'm like, whoo, I don't know. It's like, the year of marriage in pandemic life. There's been so many instances where if it's like, you talk to me about this particular thing, oh, I will talk back. <laughs> like, yeah. Or say something to me about like my kids or my dog or whatever. Yes, I will. I will talk back. Um, or about my friend or something rude about a woman, like something sexist or racist. Like I'm, it's like all of these things where I'm just like, oh no, I will have something to say and it might not be nice. <laughs> I'm not even sure I can go there because I'm not even sure which situation <laughs> to apply. And I feel like for our relay too, it would work. Because I feel mm -hmm. like, yeah, if anybody were to mess with you, like, I would, I feel that way. Yeah, you're a bulldog. You come out swinging <laughs> for your people. So, yeah, I can think of all sorts of instances that you could create. You could make so many TikToks. I know. You could own this trend. I'd have content for days. I'd be like, tell me this, oh, I'll talk back. I watch these and I just, and I laugh. I just have this like, sinister laugh because I'm like, oh, I understand this. <laughs> <laughs> I truly understand this is this. the answer to all of your content struggles yeah anytime I've done this I've literally done this and gotten in trouble for it with people we know like people in our lives somebody like kind of fat shaming I have lost my mind on people for that and it doesn't do any good in the moment it doesn't change anybody's mind but I've done it and I've gotten in trouble for yeah being very forceful with my opinions so that's one instance that I can <laughs> it's happened it happens. <laughs> Not always very appreciated, but I do it. And then I go, oops, maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> oops, I did it again, for example. Yeah. Or, oh, there was this one thing. This was this year. And I think this was slightly just pandemic rage. Like I felt ragey about just about everything. And it was someone I don't even know. And I shouldn't care. I should let it go. But it was a super sexist Instagram post. And it, for whatever reason, it mm. just 
hit me. I like couldn't stop thinking about it. And I, I stayed up late at night, like feeling enraged <laughs> about it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And I think it's because this person has a lot of followers and like, tons of engagement. And people were like, on this post commenting, you're amazing. Thanks for sharing. I feel the same feels. And I was like, do you though? Because that's a problem, people. Can we not do mm. this? It was like husband hobbies. And I was like, I, I hate this. 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 It was like, oh, husband hobbies make my life so much harder. Oh, but what's a wife to do? And I was like, dude, I have husband hobbies then. I have stuff I do outside of kids and stuff that I negotiate time for. And I don't think we should be creating that narrative that it's appropriate for a husband to have time women not to. And I just, I hate that shit, clearly, because now I'm off on that tangent again. But that was another one where I couldn't stop myself from commenting and then posting about it. And then I was like, did I need to do that? Probably not. Oh my gosh. I had a moment where I sort of rage replied to something recently and it's something that I normally wouldn't even touch, but someone was posting some really toxic disinformation about vaccines. Oh God. And normally I don't even give it any of my headspace, but for some reason I was just in this mood. So I wrote this comment that was like the sweetest, bless your heart, laced with poison kind of response where I was like, oh, don't worry. This is disinformation. This is actually what's going on. And I was like, oh, honey, don't worry about, you don't have to worry your pretty little head about this because it's all fucking wrong. That makes me so happy. I had a moment where I was like, maybe this is who I should be on the internet. I want to be the bless your heart laced with poison lady. But I'm not going to be that lady, but it was this out of body moment where I just had to bless her heart. I feel so strongly that I would be so supportive of you doing that, but I think that it would drain you to be that person. I think you would feel really drained by policing all of the nonsense because there's so much of it on the internet. Cause I, that's the same as I feel about this, like that post that I engaged with. It wasn't the war that I needed to fight, but I had to fight it in that moment. But do I yeah, want to fight exactly. that war every day? No, because it would just take no. me down. And it would frustrate me because there'd be no resolve. We'd still have all this sexist shit out there, making women feel shame for taking time out for themselves. There's this other trend going around. It's funny, I'm like TikTok trends that I've been seeing that things that are not actually self-care that we talk about being self-care for women. And I'm like, okay, this is a step in the posi- in a positive direction. Great. Going to the grocery store for mom is, that's not self-care, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but then I just get hyped up on this other stuff that's just stop with the gender role shit and stop making excuses for men, please. I know. Maybe I'm on man rage today for some reason. And I don't know why. Yeah. Casey, you're fine. It's fine. It's not you. speaking of man rage this is a story about a friend of a friend so it's not someone i actually know so that's my disclaimer is i don't know this person but a woman with young kids had an opportunity to get vaccinated but she would have needed her husband to take part of the day off work because she had to like drive a long way or something and her husband runs his own business and he refused to take part of the day off so that she could get vaccinated because he doesn't believe in mask wearing or vaccines. What? And basically was like, you need to figure that out for yourself if you want it. 
And I was like, I would be calling divorce lawyers if that happened to me. I was so horrified. I am horrified by this story. And again, I don't know them. There could be nuance here that I don't understand, but this is the part of the story that I know and I can't stop thinking about it and how angry it makes me. My mouth is literally open. I'm so enraged. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. See, these are the things. These are the things I should not know because <laughs> I like, I want to make it my personal mission to talk to these people and be like, he's bad. And they don't want to know that from me. He doesn't want to hear that from me. But I feel, yeah, I feel real crazy about that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Other things that are going on. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you, this should have been an unimportant, important news, but I think you'll be very proud to know this. I have been really keeping up with your, with your thing, your micro habit that you created for yourself that I have now co-opted, but I have been flossing and reading every night. So thank you. Woohoo! You've inspired me. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to hear that. It feels awesome. I love it. Getting back into that routine of reading, like just, I always tell myself, Elisa, just a page. Even if it's just a page every night, it's been really good for my sleep. I sleep so much better giving myself that time. So I'm really doing it more for that reason, I think, than anything else. I think last year it was like this trend of, I'm going to read one book every month or something that Casey had started. And I don't know. And that felt really overwhelming when I just couldn't make it through a book in a certain month and that felt stressful. And so I was like, I need to take that stress off. And I like this of just committing to reading something for pleasure, like a page a night. And that it's just, yeah, it's been really good for my sleep. And it's really good because it reminds me to turn off screens and the flossing mm -hmm. and my teeth feel squeaky clean. Now the challenge is if you go out and say the world, you have some margaritas and maybe some other things and uh, come back and then mm -hmm. you floss. And that will be your biggest challenge. Bring on the margaritas. I am more than happy to give myself a hall pass if I get to go out and have margaritas. Yeah, I will 100% fail that challenge. I won't do it. There's just, there's no way in any universe or in hell or in limbo, none of those spaces would that happen. Once the margaritas have happened, there will be no flossing. There will be no book reading. It will probably be makeup on my face, on my pillow. Speaking of habits and intentions and things, I checked one of the intentions I set for myself off my list last weekend. Ooh. I took my five-year-old for a girl's getaway weekend. We went to this charming little pink cabin half an hour away and we spent a lot of time in, a, in the hot tub and ate chocolate croissants and read a bunch of books and rode bikes and it was great. We had a little basically staycation and just quality time for the two of us. And it was really nice. I so, love that. And also done. that you found a pink cabin is incredible. It's funny because the way that I prepared her for this trip was I told her it was a rainbow cabin because it was many colors and pink is her favorite color. And I was afraid if I told her it was a pink cabin, we would get there and she'd be like, no mom, there's also yellow on it. So I told her it was a rainbow cabin. And then we show up and she's like, mom, this is not a rainbow cabin. This is a pink cabin. Oh. So it all worked out. You did it right. <laughs> it was acceptable. You did it right. Managing the message is, <laughs> is the thing of parenting, I think. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I'm still learning that the hard way. 
Oh God, I'm learning it every single fucking day. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever be done learning. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shiny Objects. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate you leaving a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. And please check out our sister podcast, The Activist. That's active with an E-I-S-T. Thanks for being here and see you next time.